My name is Trish Ware, and I am obsessed with all things pregnancy and birth, and helping you to navigate both the practical and the magical seasons of this journey called motherhood. I'm an all-day coffee-sipping mama of seven. I've had the amazing privilege of delivering many babies in my 15-plus year career as a labor and delivery nurse and as a mama of seven. I'm here to help you take the guesswork out of childbirth so you can make the choices that are right for you and your baby. Quick note, this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not replace your medical advice. Check out our full disclaimer at the bottom of the show notes. I am so excited about today's guest, and one of the reasons that I'm so excited about our guest today is that I have a couple regrets from my pregnancy and postpartum experience, and seeing a chiropractor is one of them. I did not take advantage of this resource, so I'm so excited for you guys to hear all the reasons why you need to see a chiropractor while you're pregnant. So welcome, Dr. Kim Tran. Hi, thank you for having me. So I'm Dr. Kim Tran. I'm a pregnancy and pediatric chiropractor out of Houston, Texas. I work out of Integrated Chiropractic with my husband, and I've been practicing for almost eight years now. Wow, that's as long as your motherhood journey, correct? Yes, yes. Okay, yeah, that was just a side note. (laughs) I was pregnant during chiropractic school. And was able to finish and everything and graduate on time. But being pregnant in chiropractic school gave me like a whole new outlook to chiropractic care during pregnancy just because when you hear about pregnancy and being pregnant, all you think about is, oh my goodness, like the low back pain, how uncomfortable it is, and all the things and all the stigmas that go along with pregnancy. And I honestly did not have much of that. And I really chalk it up to being well adjusted during chiropractic school and going through that pregnancy and how everything was during those nine months. I love that so much. And so what's so funny is that I was pregnant with Lainey when I was in nursing school. And so I absolutely 100% can picture that you were the test student for a lot of different things during the pregnancy (laughs) section of chiropractor school. Because for me, like when we went through OB, I was nice and round and big and pregnant. And all when we were learning about different things, hands-on things that nurses can do during pregnancy, of course, they all look at me and say, so I swear, Lainey, my tummy was touched more times than I care to say during that pregnancy. And then I waddled across the stage, very big pregnant, sat for my boards on Friday and had her on Monday. Oh, wow. So it was, yeah. So she's like my measuring, like my visual measuring <laughs> stick of my nursing career. Yes. <laughs> so funny. Uh, so I would say the easy. same. It's the yeah. same. Pretty much the yeah. same. Like chiropractic school. During our labor, which was called, I think it was like pregnancy development. I forgot what the name of the course was, but literally you learned about pregnancy and peds in this course. And I was definitely the person. And (laughs) thankfully I was pregnant during the last year. So we do rotations during that last year. And I had her and graduated six months later. I literally like at 40 weeks, we had our exit exam. 
I was like, I want to make it 40 weeks. I don't want to have to retake this later with a newborn. So I literally went through our exit exam at 40 weeks. I was like, okay, and now I'm done. And I had her three days later. Yeah, that's exactly for me. I, everyone else in my class was like studying all summer and they were going to take their boards in the fall. I was like, oh no, oh no. I am taking it right now because I knew if I had that baby and then postpartum things hit and I was exhausted and I didn't want to leave her and all that, I would I would be probably not sitting here right now more than likely. But anyway, so I digress a little bit. But I love that because my first question usually to my guests, because we are the birth experience, is to tell me about your birth experience and how that integrates with what you do. So I'd love to hear that. We heard a little bit of the baseline. Yeah. So my first was actually ended in a C-section. I did all the things you're supposed to do, had a great pregnancy. And then towards the end, my water broke, like typical situation where like you see in the movies, I'm laying on the couch and watching a show, like just relaxing, trying to have this baby ready for whenever she comes. My water breaks while I'm on the couch. I'm like, oh my gosh, should I just pee? Did my water break? What is going on? The universal question. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, my water breaks and 14 hours later, nothing happened. There's no contractions, no nothing. My midwife was like, let's just go to sleep and prepare your body for labor. So I literally woke up that morning and nothing was going on. And so I had an OB at this time too, like a midwife and an OB. And so I called my OB and he was like, why don't you just come on in? Let's get you checked and everything, see what's going on. And I ended up in a C-section and found out that Evie had a very short umbilical cord that no one saw on ultrasound during my pregnancy. And so everything was fine and healthy with her, but my umbilical cord was so short that she could not even make it into the birth canal. So she couldn't descend. No, she could not descend no matter what we did. So obviously that's not to say like it was anything positional or anything like that. Her umbilical cord was definitely so short that she couldn't even make it into the birth canal. But for... The three babies after that, I had three V-backs after the nap, <laughs> did same thing, didn't change anything, right? Because it was like so random that we had a short umbilical cord. But the three babies after that were perfect vaginal physiological births and did all the things. And they were literally the best V-backs and best recoveries I could literally ask for. True labor was only like an hour with oh, wow. all of them. Yeah. By the time I thought it was like showtime, call my midwife, babies were here within 45 minutes to an hour. That is awesome. So I, for the rest of you guys listening, that's not typical. So don't get too excited. But it's funny because inside of my, I have a pregnancy and postpartum membership. And inside of that, we have a postpartum, we call it a postpartum happy hour. Not usually happy. We're usually like moody, but we just met this last week and we were talking about birth trauma and the various forms of it. And a lot of women who have fast deliveries like that, other women are like, oh my God, you're so lucky. But some women are actually traumatized by the speed of it. So I'm wondering if that affected you at all, if it freaked you out a little. (laughs) My second one did. So baby number two, Penelope, she's about to turn five in April. That one I would say was pretty traumatic just because we were 41 and three. So I was already pretty tired. And I feel like after my water broke, she just came so 
fast like there was not a lot of control and then mm -hmm. like towards the end there was a lot of also coach pushing because we were just all ready for her to be here yeah I was also induced with that labor just because I was 41 and three and I wanted a v-back and so my provider at the time was like probably a slow induction would be best for you and so like the induction plus when I got my water broken and everything, after that point, everything was really fast and it was just crazy <laughs> in that yeah. moment. And I had a lot of coach pushing and not a lot of, I would say, physiological mm. pushing that it was very traumatizing. I yeah. tore pretty badly. That healing process was probably worse than even my mm -hmm. C-section, even though it was fast from mm -hmm. that time of water breaking till she was here with, that was like maybe an hour and a half kind of deal but it was just it was definitely traumatizing even though I was happy to get a v-back it was just the healing process was very crazy I was just gonna say that I want people listening to remember that your baby number two was like your baby number one because this baby is what I say paving the path and because I know some people are like oh my god she tore really bad with her second does that mean I will and not necessarily if you've already had a vaginal delivery but I love that you're pointing out and recognizing that when we listen to our bodies and allow the physiological process to happen the way it does for us, for in particularly for you, for myself, and not having forced coaching or direction from the outside, like the direction needs to come from the inside. Like I'm so passionate about that. So I love that you said that. And I'm sure everybody's, can we get to the point of the chiropractor care? And yes. I think that's, I think that's such a good segue in because you do such an integrative approach to your practice and holistic. And it sounds like you, you believe that all the way to motherhood. And so what I wanted to start with was what do you feel like, or pause, why do you feel that most women should see a chiropractor during pregnancy? I feel like most women should see a chiropractor during pregnancy because ultimately everyone, every woman wants the best birth experience, right? Everyone thinks to go smoothly. Baby has the best passage for birth. And with chiropractic care, we focus on the, what I always call the three P's, the power, the passage, and the passenger. And as chiropractors, we work with your musculoskeletal system, but it's also working with your nervous system. And so power being in the sense like we have the nerves going to the uterus, functioning and working well. That way the uterus can contract and relax as it should in a nervous system sense, right? The uterus is healthy going to do what it's supposed to do. And then the passage being in the mom is well aligned, pelvis and everything is well aligned because, you know, in your pelvis, my imaginary pelvis here, yeah. if you have an imbalance in your pelvis, that not only misaligns the pelvis, but all the pelvic floor structures that are holding everything in there, your round ligament, your broad ligament, all the different structures internally. If there's a structural misalignment, everything on the inside will be misaligned as well. And babies are so smart that they will go wherever it is comfortable for them. Babies mm -hmm. always on the right, if they're breached, whatever it is, baby is going to go wherever it's comfortable for baby. And so having a well-aligned passage makes for a better passenger baby to 
come through and to have birth and be in the best position possible for birth. And that's the big picture. And obviously we always want to make sure mom is comfortable, right? A lot of times if baby's not in the best position, if mom is misaligned, you can have things like sciatica, you can have pubic symphysis dysfunction, you can have like lightning crotch happening, you can have all these different like round ligament pain, just all the little host of pregnancy mm -hmm. thing. And all that goes back to what does structure look like? And then correcting that and making sure mom is doing well while walking, sleeping, doing daily acti activities of daily living. I love so that. really getting adjusted through pregnancy, not just coming in at the end of pregnancy and hoping, please help me kind of thing, but throughout all of pregnancy because pregnancy, there's so many changes in our body. We are working with relaxing. We're working with all the different physiological changes that happen during pregnancy. So getting adjusted throughout, we can keep an eye on everything and keep the body in balance for as long as possible and keeping baby in the best position for as long as possible. I love that you said that because... I get that question all the time, like, when can I? When is it okay? Because I do, and I've got this induction workshop that we have, and one of the top questions that people ask me is, because I tell them during that, one of the things you can do to help get your labor started is chiropractic care. And then I always throw out there, that is really one of my biggest regrets, that I didn't, that and seeing a pelvic floor specialist during my own pregnancies. And so invariably, there's always girls on there that are just wanting to learn about the induction process, whether they're eight weeks pregnant or 40 weeks pregnant. And someone always says, like, when can I start chiropractic care? And so you're saying day one. Yeah, day one. With Chiropractic care, you always want to go to someone who's Webster certified that knows the Webster protocol because it's more than just an adjustment. You really want a chiropractor who's done the work, knows the knowledge, and can answer all your questions during pregnancy. And yeah, day one, you can get adjusted and it's okay and it's safe. And then as you get further along, we have pregnancy pillows to accommodate belly and everything is super gentle the whole time. And there's no twisting or torsion or any kind of like major manual adjustments involved that would torque or rotate the uterus. It's pretty much good the, and safe the entire pregnancy. And I definitely agree to come in the sooner, <laughs> the better. That way everything looks beautiful throughout the whole pregnancy. And I love that you said that because coming as an emergent response to something might be for the, like you said, for the passage side of it. It may be too late if you've already gotten everything out of whack and it's the end of pregnancy and now the baby is nice and low into the <laughs> pelvis in a just – and I always say this, like one of the most common causes of a dysfunctional labor pattern and ultimately because of the lack of patience and resources – from the medical team, one of the causes for a primary cesarean is failure to progress. And nine times out of 10, when I break apart that birth journey that one of my mamas had, because we do have a VBAC birth course, obviously. And um, one of the things that we sometimes come down to, very common, is the baby was in a wonky position. And that does not necessarily mean straight up breach. It could just be off a little. So I love that you're saying that because if they're coming to see you or to another chiropractor from the beginning, 
would you say that there's more of an opportunity that the the baby will be in better alignment, the body be, will be ready to get the baby into the right alignment? Yes, for sure. Just because like you said, it doesn't always have to be a breech presentation. And obviously, as chiropractors, we don't churn breech babies, right? We just make sure mom is well aligned and baby will go in the best position available for birth, right? As long as mom is in a good position as well. And during the adjustments, if the sacrum is in the way, if tailbone's in the way, because it could be sometimes just tailbone that baby's mm-hmm. getting stuck on, or if baby's shoulder is caught on something, it could just be not having the right amount of space that's there. And so just because of a simple pelvic misalignment. And yes, I would say if you're getting adjusted throughout pregnancy, there's more time to catch things like that and to prevent sacrum rotation and tailbone getting in the way and pelvic misalignments in the first place. Yeah, I love that so much. And I am guessing that because of COVID and this like shift in careers, that a lot more women are sitting at a desk during pregnancy and sitting more. Would you say that or is that totally off base? You no, I would definitely agree. Yeah. Lots more sitting, lots more stationary stagnant time. And so I definitely educate my moms on that as well. If we're sitting to always get up and move around with it like every 30 minutes. And if you are super busy and sitting there, then at least every hour. And then as we get further along in pregnancy, maybe switching to one of those like giant exercise balls that you can sit on, or even sitting on like a dyno disc or like a wobble disc. That way you're still like able to shift while you're sitting there. You're not necessarily just sitting on a flat surface or a cushion surface. Like you're actually able to move the pelvis around. I teach moms how to do stretches and everything while they're even seated in their chair. And then just keep reiterating movement, hydration, all of those things, proper sleep position, things like that. Even though you're pretty stagnant and stationary during the day. I love that so much. So we've talked a little bit about the adjustment side and the alignment side and getting baby into proper positioning, which is so important and also taps into the pain side of why it's good to see a chiropractor, which, you know, I know that you agree and I agree that just because your grandma says, oh, that's just normal for pregnancy, you're going to be hurting. That is not what you have to accept. You do not have to accept. Trust me from a generation that did accept that. Don't accept it. But another thing that I was reading and I've heard throughout my career is that it can also alleviate morning sickness symptoms or nausea. Is that true or is that something that is just said but not necessarily true? I would bring it back to... We we don't always we don't just work with the musculoskeletal system, we all we impact the nervous system as well. And so when your nervous system is functioning well and as it should, it could alleviate a lot of those symptoms. And then a lot of times it's also just as our body's changing, hormones changing, diaphragm can get tight, esophageal things can it can get tight, things like that. And so just getting chiropractic care during that early time can help alleviate any kind of fashional tightness on the digestive system, any kind Mm -hmm. of thing that would aggravate like this diaphragm area. 
and to help prevent the morning sickness, but it's also just the education that goes along with that too. Like always telling patients, like making sure you're getting your protein in the morning, making sure you're staying hydrated, but not just with water, with the electrolytes too, because a lot of times that's due to electrolyte imbalance. And so it's just educating on that and then having the knowledge about, do you need extra B vitamins maybe to help with the nausea? And so I think that all those little things just go hand in hand when it comes to chiropractic care, not just the nervous system, the physiological aspect of it, but also just the nutrition education too. Oh, I love that. I love that so much because it's such a holistic approach that I Mm -hmm. think is valuable. So if they're getting some of that from their obstetrician and then from the chiropractor and maybe, you know, a nutritionist or what have you, then uh, again, they don't just have to accept this is how it is. But I wanted to ask you one thing. You mentioned being Webster certified. Mm-hmm. Correct. And yes. I have a lot of students who live in areas where they can't find a chiropractor who is Webster certified. So what do you recommend to those moms? Okay. So the website is www.icpa4kids, the number four kids.com. And there is a practitioner locator on there and you will be able to put in your zip code and find chiropractic Webster certified chiropractors in your area within like a 50 to even a hundred mile radius. And then if you see the letters like CACP behind, that means that they finished a lot of pediatric training in there as well. Okay. So that will lead me into the next thing that I wanted to talk to you about. And another one of my top regrets is not taking my babies to chiropractors. So is there reasons that you recommend that mamas bring a new baby to see you? Yes. So I always love to see babies as soon as mama's ready. I know that time is like really special and really hard adjustment to you because you just have this brand new baby. So I never give moms a time frame, even though I would love to see that baby as soon as possible. So whenever mom is ready, baby has been in the womb for a long time. And even if they're in a great position, that's still like this very bald up position for a pretty long time. And so I always love to check babies as soon as possible just to make sure all the reflexes are good, that they have great range of motion, that if mom wants to breastfeed, that there's no oral restrictions going on in there. Even even bottle feeding, that there's making sure there's no oral restrictions, no tongue tie, lip tie, any jaw issues, growth palate space. And then baby had to mold to come out of the vaginal canal. So just checking the cranium, doing craniosacral therapy, making sure baby is just rounding out well. And then as baby gets older, if baby isn't latching well or having reflux or colic, like what is going on there to cause those issues? If baby doesn't like tummy time, you know, there's a reason for that. And so just checking to make sure baby is doing well there. And if baby's not like pooping well, what's going on there? And then as babies get older, if they're not rolling on time, then what's going on? If they're not like crawling on all fours, like just developmental milestones, just keeping an eye on that as baby gets older. I love seeing babies really all within the first year of life just to make sure that they're doing well and developing well. I am so blown away in a a couple reasons. So one, just for a side note, we have been posting recently about lip and tongue tie, and we 
posted to see a chiropractor as well. And we get so much negativity whenever we post these different things. And I'm just going to put that out there. We hear you guys, but we do a lot of research before we post anything and to each his own. But I love that you're saying about the latch, about the lip and tongue tie, because I think when moms have a lot of breastfeeding, and I'm putting quotes up, or bottle feeding or latch type problems, the recommendation is see a lactation consultant, but you're saying this needs to be like a multi multidisciplinary approach. Yes. Yeah, so I actually specialize in lip and tongue tie and oral restrictions. In my practice, I see a ton of babies with this and for this. My kids even had oral restrictions, very close to it, very familiar with it. We work very closely with pediatric dentists and pediatric ANTs at my office as well. And so I love that in my area, it's a well-rounded approach where you see a pediatric ENT or dentist, you see a lactation consultant, you see a body worker and all that. Cause it's not just chiropractic care. Whenever I feel like when people think about pediatric chiropractic care, they think about how adults get adjusted when it's completely not like that at all. Honestly, when babies get checked, when babies get worked on, it's a lot of range of motion, a lot of massage, a lot of not even any kind of twisting or rotation that you would think like an adult is getting adjusted. It's really no more pressure than you would check a ripe avocado or a ripe tomato. It's really just sustained, very light contact, but that is enough to impact the baby. And it's really just making sure that the body is moving the way it's supposed to be moving. And then when it comes to lip and tongue tie, even if they have the restriction there is really good to loosen up the fascia that's in there. It's really good to loosen up the muscles underneath the tongue and to the jaw and the head and face area. That way, if baby does get a laser release or phrenotomy, that the provider has all the range of motion that the provider needs to make a really good phrenotomy. So a really good laser session or procedure, I would say. And so that's where chiropractic care comes in pre-lip and tongue tie, just making sure everything is nice and open before the procedure. And then post-procedure, it's really good to continue to get adjusted in craniosacral therapy and body work because there's so much change going on after the phrenotomy procedure. Baby basically has a brand new tongue, right? And so you want to make sure the tongue has a good muscle strength back, that it's moving properly, that, you know, our tongue in part impacts the palate and it changes face and head shape and making sure that tongue is actually reaching palate. That's how babies like to properly lash and breastfeed or bottle feed and that the changes happening to the face, head, body are all working well so that baby heals well after that too. And mom and baby have the best feeding experience, whether that's breastfeeding or bottle feeding. I love that so much. This is so informative. Thank you so much for coming on today because yeah, we it. that we're covering like several different things that we get asked a lot on Labor Nurse Mama. So I feel like this is so valuable. So one thing I want to ask is what do you feel like is the top reason most women come to see you during pregnancy? Is there like one specific ailment or? Yeah, I've got to say it's either sciatica or SPD. Okay, that's what I was guessing. (laughs) I was guessing that, yeah. Because it's not fun, right? Who wants 
pubic bone pain, when you're already feeling so much pressure from pregnancy and it's not fun, it is painful, and then sciatica too, like we want to be able to walk and not have sharp shooting pain <laughs> go down our leg. So sciatica and SPD would be the top two reasons. So tell them what SPD is just in case they don't know about it yet. <laughs> So it's synthesis pubic dysfunction. So it's basically your pubic bone that's caught, that's misaligned and causing a lot of pain right there in the pubic bone area. And it's usually due to a misalignment due to weakness or whatever's going on alignment wise and musculature wise, pelvic floor wise in there. So I really love to, when I have SPD mamas, I really love to work with pelvic floor therapists as well. I'm thankful to have close pelvic floor therapists to me that we work really well with because they go hand in hand. A lot of women don't feel like they need pelvic floor therapy during pregnancy. Everyone always thinks about it for out. But mm -hmm. pelvic floor therapy during pregnancy is also amazing because what if pelvic floor was too tight and baby is just like rebounding when baby's there or like a not, trampoline. <laughs> yeah, like a trampoline or the muscle musculature is too weak and it's not holding things well. So seeing a pelvic floor therapist in combo with getting chiropractic care is major during pregnancy too, especially for things like SPD and sciatica, because a lot of times it could be internal as well. I love that you said that because I just did a recording with a pelvic floor specialist and she said the exact same, just the opposite way, is that you need to combine pelvic floor therapy with a chiropractor. And she said the same thing. Like if women at least had a baseline exam during pregnancy, just that, just minimum, then the pelvic floor specialist would have so many more avail resources available after pregnancy. But she said the same thing, come and see us during pregnancy because the same thing for pushing is if yeah. you have a hyperactive pelvic floor or whatever, then they can figure that out and work with you during pregnancy. And I love that you're saying that with the SPD because I think that is so important because everyone thinks it's just my pelvis. It's just the bones. How can I fix that? So I think that's great. Yeah, they well, go hand in hand. Is there anything else that you are like, okay, this is what a pregnant mama needs to know or anything else you want to share with us? And then also let us know, let my guests know or my listeners know where they can find you. So they can find me at com, or follow us on Instagram at Dr. Underscore Kim Tran, like Dr. Underscore Kim Tran. Our business Instagram is Integrated Cairo Wellness, but our practice name is Integrated Chiropractic and Wellness. We're in Texas, and I would love to let moms know that it is okay to come in as soon as you're pregnant, that it is safe, and that. We would never do anything that mom is uncomfortable with. And so if we did an adjustment and mom's, I don't think I really like that, then we don't do it. Or if there's any, we really talk through everything before doing that because it is like a special time where moms are just super aware, super heightened about things. And then that's okay. You should always question things. And so we do our best to just walk and talk moms through every adjustment, everything that we do and really make mom feel comfortable and safe about that. Just because as women, and especially during first pregnancies too, you're just more hyper aware of things. And so it is perfectly okay to get adjustment 
adjust it as soon as you find out you're pregnant, literally until even during in labor. Yeah, Um, it is okay. It is okay. There's always modifications. There's things that we can do to modify all things during pregnancy. We don't always have to use hands. There's also activator and instrument adjustments if mom doesn't like forceful adjustments, things like that. And to never feel like it's too late to come in. Even if like you are 38, 39 weeks and it's like, man, I wish I would have came in sooner. But now that's too late, I'm already going to give birth soon. Don't think like that. It is always okay to get adjusted. Even if you're coming in at 38, 39, 40 weeks, at least you're still getting in to get an alignment, to get adjusted. And it's still going to be very helpful during pregnancy. So one more thing I wanted to ask you because we didn't touch on it. How soon after baby can they come to see you and why would they come to see you after baby? So after baby, your body is definitely trying to get used to what it was, right? Your body has been getting used to having this baby in you for nine months. And so after you have baby, your your uterus is trying to shrink down and get back to where it was. Your body is literally trying to get used to not having a baby in the belly in the womb anymore. And so whenever you're ready, I tell mom, whenever you're ready, same thing. You can come in and get adjusted and it really helps with the healing process, especially if it was, let's say a hard birth, right? Let's say baby wasn't in the best position and it was a hard birth and you really do feel like pelvis is misaligned tailbone might have been hit, pubic bone got stretched out more than it was during pregnancy. You know, all those things, it really just helps the body heal a lot faster. And it's still super gentle postpartum, no matter when you want to come in. Even my C-section mamas, we make accommodations for that and modifications for that as well. And so whenever mom is ready postpartum, it really helps with the recovery process even helps, like I said, we work with the nervous system too. So just like troubleshooting, like breastfeeding things and making sure breasts look as good and, or if mom has any other things going on, like just feeding baby, this up here is a lot. Or just having baby, moms are constantly looking down <laughs> at their baby. So just typical neck, upper back issues too. Nursing bottom. The weight of the breasts are, it's pretty significant when that milk comes in and a lot of shoulder and neck pain from that as well. And so just all of those things right there. I definitely love getting adjusted literally throughout, like obviously throughout during labor (laughs) and then as soon as possible postpartum. So I know that I'm going to be healing okay because if you're good, then you know it's a lot easier to take care of baby. Kim, not all of us have a chiropractor living with us. So you get to have one there in the labor room with you. So that's an unfair advantage. But thank (laughs) thank you so much for coming on today. This was amazing. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I highly recommend mommy's getting adjusted. My last two births were nothing like the first two. I definitely don't want mommies to think that, oh my goodness, she had this traumatic second birth. But birth three and four were beautiful. I got to do physiological pushing, no coach pushing. I recovered much better. I did pelvic floor therapy for three and four as well during pregnancy, doing all the things. And even though those other two were faster 
labor as well. Number three was literally born 45 minutes after <laughs> my water broke. It was still me. It was still my intuition, my body's mm -hmm. innate wanting to push and having baby and not so much like a forceful guided pushing. So healing and birth with three and four were definitely a lot better than one and two, continuing to do all the same things. I love that because that's really a whole, that is, we, we preach, I guess, and say is that you are the driver of the ship when it comes to your pregnancy and your birth. And even if you've had what felt traumatic to you with a previous birth, there's always time to have a redemptive birth. And all of that is hinged on mama taking the power of making educated, informed decisions and not just accepting, oh, this is how it is. And that goes with birth education. That goes with support, therapy, pelvic floor specialist, chiropractic care, choosing the right provider, and then being willing and having the courage to speak up because that's where it really all push comes to shove is that you can learn all these things and your pelvic floor specialist can tell you some things. I can teach you some things. Kim's can teach you some things. But if you're not willing to speak up and put it into action, then, you know, and that's what we try to help empower these women to feel confident in saying, like you said, it, you did physiological pushing this time. That involved you speaking up. Because the staff traditionally will step up and start doing the coach stuff. So I love that so much. We keep going to end and then we find another nugget to talk about, which I love so much. <laughs> it's like we're sitting here having a cup of coffee with a friend and you don't want to go home. But we do want to honor your time as well because I know your children are home and my son is home. So thank you so much for being on today. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I loved it. Hey mama, I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the birth experience with the labor nurse mama. I am so passionate about you guys seeking out care during your pregnancy and not just saying, oh, it's expected to be in pain or this or that. So I hope you love this episode. Be sure to hit subscribe and leave a review. Thank you so much. We'll see you next Friday. Bye for now.